Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast discusses general information related to the law and lawyers. This podcast and this episode do not provide legal advice and is not a law firm. Although I go to great lengths to make sure all information is accurate and useful, sometimes misspeaks happen or the law changes. This podcast does not guarantee up-to-date information. This podcast generally discusses hypothetical situation and gives opinions. I encourage you to do your own research and to consult a licensed attorney in your state if you want legal advice. No attorney-client or confidential relationships exist or will be formed by you listening to this podcast. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. This episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Meredith Lynch. Meredith is a TikTok star who's known for researching and discussing some of the more seemingly shady shit some of our favorite pop culture personalities engage in. Meredith is also known for receiving assist and deceased from Bethany Frankel and from Rachel Zoe. Consistently, you guys have requested an episode on cease and desist, and I wanted to give you, give it to you, and I wanted you all to hear it straight from someone who's been on the receiving end, especially when the person got it from a housewife. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had so much fun recording. Go follow Meredith on TikTok and Instagram at Meredith Lynch. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Allegedly Bravo. I have the expose extraordinaire on the show today, Meredith Lynch. Meredith, I was exposed to on TikTok. You give these honest product reviews, these super fabulous deep dives into just like pop culture topics, like the I don't want to say scams, but scams that these people like put upon us and just the whole nine yards. And obviously you're doing the Lord's work. So we have to thank you for that. Um, And 
one of my favorite things that she talked about recently, you, is the Maureen Kelly thing with the founder of Tarte Cosmetics and the weird influencer trip. I learned so much. Um, but you're also here today because you're the recipient of multiple cease and desist letters from some of these, and I'm using air quotes, powerhouse celebs. Um, and we're going to take the doors down, maybe not here, but eventually, and we're done being silent. So welcome to the show, Meredith. Hello. How are you? I'm really well, and I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you for having me, Lauren. Of course. I'm so glad that you're here. And you're, you're a person who has a full-time job that's so unrelated to housewives that I'm wondering, like, how did you even start a channel like this, your YouTube, I'm sorry, your TikTok channel? Yeah. So I've always been into pop culture and I've loved the housewives since the beginning. Like, were you an early housewives person? Like what's your, yeah. Like day one OC behind with, like, the, the tops. Gate. Oh, with the like classic the, sky, with the sky tops. <laughs> yes, oh my absolutely. God. Absolutely. I grew up in, in Orange County. Oh, you did? Yeah. Right. So okay. I was so like, like, these are my neighbors. I have to watch. Yes. <laughs> and I loved the early days. I really did love the early days of OC. And they were like, in a lot of ways now, when you look back on them, they're so much more relatable, right? Like, I mean, yeah, there were like a couple who were really wealthy, but like some of them, you know, don't get me wrong. It's great. Like some of them lived in McMansions, not mansions. Yeah. I mean, Lynn <laughs> Curtin literally got handed an eviction notice on camera. <laughs> you can't well, Lori had that. a townhouse, right? No, yeah. exactly. Lori had a townhouse and now she's married to some like ultra, ultra millionaire guy, like living the lap of luxury. I'm really proud of her. I am proud of her too. And you know, she did have a little, she had a moment with Slade. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Yes. What is with Slade? He gets with everybody. I know women love Slade, huh? Women love Slade. I don't get it. He kind of looks like a little Q-tip to me. I don't really understand it. Like in the very beginning, I guess I could see it. Like yeah. he was wealthy or he at least he was like cosplaying being wealthy or whatever he was doing. <laughs> I mean, but also too, when you look back on it and I'm not trying to be like a hater to Slade because I would love that house. But like, when you look back on it, that house that he lived in was like, it was not like that, that fancy. Right. No, it was like a... A standard run-of-the-mill McMansion. But right. Joe was hot. And Joe, like, she getting was. dressed up in that little outfit to dust everything. I was like, you know what? Go off. I think Joe raised his, like, level a bit. His, yes, definitely. And then he realized there was, like, oh, all I have to do is keep dating women who are on this very specific reality show. Right. right. <laughs> so I, I got into housewives then, and I've always been into housewives and I've always like, I've loved pop culture since I was a little kid. And you know, I just found my voice on TikTok. Like I, I had never really been like a creator, uh, but I'd always loved sharing my opinions. And if, you know, if you're someone who's not on TikTok and you think that it's just like dance videos or mm -hmm. something, or, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, which like did, did Charlie D'Amelio's dad orchestrate an attack against me, perhaps potentially, oh allegedly. God, yes. Was it terrifying? Yes. Um, I cannot but... believe your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> some days I can't either because that's the thing. Like two and a half years ago, 
this was not my life. Like I didn't yeah. listen. I'm, I also have like a very normal life. Like I want you to know that I just took the subway. No one in LA takes the subway. Okay. <laughs> say, we have laughing. A, they have a subway. <laughs> we have a subway. Okay. And I just took it. So like, I also like on the one hand, you know, it is kind of like this funny, exciting life, but then on the other hand, I'm taking the subway. So. <laughs> um, but humbled. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I was like, oh, I could call an Uber right now, but the subway is like right here. And I'm yeah, in traffic. You don't spend a hundred dollars to sit in traffic to go from right. point A to point B. No. Right. At least on the subway, you're moving. You're moving and shaking. Yeah. So that I I I started with making um makeup videos Mm -hmm. and pretty quickly realized like I'm never gonna be Michaela makeup or whatever, you know. And also I'm not like I'm good at makeup, but I'm not like I'm not like super like I can't do like the cool eye makeup and stuff. So I was like, okay, like. I started expanding into like more like pop culture stuff, like makeup that was popular in the early 2000s, like oh my early Sephora days. Like what yeah. was your first makeup thing that you got? Do you remember? Like your I've, first like cool makeup? The first cool makeup I got was a bottle of MAC foundation and it was not my shade. And I remember being like, this is so cool. And I caked it on and it gave me so much acne because I couldn't wash it off. Right. And I was like, I look hot. And that was it. Like the Mac foundation was it for me. See, I bet you did look hot though, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, like all one color. <laughs> like I'm going over to Slade's McMansion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I started doing that. And then from there, we just kind of got started to get into more celebrity stuff, which is what I've I've always enjoyed talking about um, and and thinking about. And from there, it's just kind of, progressed and yeah I enjoy it a lot it's a lot of fun so was your first like deep like pop culture deep dive into Bethany's situation or were you like deep diving into things before that wow it's so interesting that you ask that because one of the things that I first started to get into was celebrity diets Oh, I became obsessed with the, what I eat in a day. So, you know, there would be mm-hmm. these, what do, what do I, what does Kelly Ripa eat in a day? What does Yolanda Hadid eat in a day? And I mean, they're totally unhinged. Oh like, God. Yeah. I it's mean, like three lemons and a glass of water. Seriously. So I was really into those and mm-hmm. that was, you know, kind of fun. And then I started getting more into like, people were sending me names and mm-hmm. I would, I would like look at them. And so I think people were sending me Bethany's name, but at the meantime, at that point, I think I was like still consuming Bethany content on TikTok mm-hmm. because she showed up in her Hamptons closet with, that is weirdly very dimly lit for someone with yeah. so much money. Like, I'm like, can't you get a ring light? Come get on, a girl. ring light. I'll send you one, sis. Right? God. <laughs> now she'll make a video where she's like, I have incredible light. <laughs> I invented okay. lighting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think what happened was I was kind of like looking into some of her diet stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was someone who read all her, like I read all her diet books. I read like unleashing your inner skinny girl because I was like, I have self-esteem issues. (laughs) We need to be skinny. (laughs) Yeah. So I read her diet books where like the, you know, one chapter was like, uh, taste everything, eat nothing, you know, I mean, and I started to, right? Like super harmful, right? Like, Mm -hmm. 
And so I started researching it more and I work at a university mm-hmm. and I ended up going to the like library and looking in the research articles and putting in Bethany Frankel. And I just wanted to see what there was. Yeah. And there were, there are so many scholarly journal articles around Bethany Frankel. It is fascinating. My jaw's on the floor. Like I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed. One of my favorites, right? One of my favorites is a linguistic study that looks at her speech patterns and Trump's speech patterns and how similar they are. You know what? That makes a lot of sense because they're both like, yippee, 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 you're bad, you suck, like throwing weird bombs and then being like, I'm the number one guy in the group. Right. Wow. Right. That's fascinating. And I want to read it. I'll I'll get it to you. I'll get it. I have it downloaded. So I did find this one that was really interesting. That was about how um, labeling things skinny, like um, skinny cow, Mm -hmm. um, skinny pop is actually really harmful. Mm -hmm. Um, And things like diet soda, like, like, like having the word diet, right? Like diet Coke, diet soda um, has been linked to disordered eating. So this, these type of terms have been linked to disordered eating and sadly disordered eating is the, it is like the, I think it's the most, um, the deadly of the, um, is a DSM five, I think is, is the, it is the most deadly and all of that to say the national eating disorder association, which does, you know, good work around this has actually asked Bethany to change the name of her brand. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And she probably, I mean, I, I'm guessing from experience she here, she's like, no. Yeah, she didn't. So I was like, if you have the National Eating Disorder Association coming yeah. out and saying, we would like to ask that you change the name of your brand. Mm-hmm. I think it's really problematic that you don't acknowledge that. And she at that time was also making like comments and stuff, you know, in 2023 or 2022 and saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with calling it skinny girl salad dressing in really hard. Right. Like someone else we know. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just was like, oh, that's like, that's not great. Right. Yeah. And then I started to think like, you know, it's kind of interesting. She's been doing these makeup videos and she keeps telling us all like, I don't know anything about makeup. I don't know anything about makeup. It's like, really Bethany? And so then I found all these old YouTube videos when she used to have her talk show where she would do like get ready with me's. And she would say things like, I actually think I do my makeup better than makeup artists sometimes. And I was like, oh, but you don't know anything about makeup. Right. And then I found that she had had a beauty line in 2012. Okay. I didn't know that. Yep. And there's all these, well, not all, but there's articles that I found Mm -hmm. from People Magazine about how, and she's quoted in it. I was so involved with every step of the process of creating this line. Hmm. which is what every celebrity says. I'm not faulting her for that. No. Right. Like how many celebrity brands, like, what are they going to say? Oh no, I didn't give a shit about it. I just, I'm sorry. Can you swear on? uh, Oh God. It's fuck. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Just checking. So I thought, huh, here she is Mm -hmm. in the dimly lit Hamptons closet Mm -hmm. saying, I know nothing about makeup. I, you know, I'm learning with you guys. I'm like, 
that's not the truth. No, what, you're good. You're truth, doing Bethany? getting ready videos 10 years ago. And, right. and it was also weird. I remember when she started coming out with those TikToks about like the makeup reviews and she's like, I just bought this, this, I'm going to try this on and was like trying to be like, makeup. yeah. And I'm just like, lady, we're not blind. We're on an app that's visual. Like we can see that you're kind of being a little scammed of all, if you will, you know? Right. And like, she would put on, like, she'd be like, let's try this eyeshadow primer. And she yeah. put it on like over eyeshadow. eyeshadow. You'd be like, oh. <laughs> How can we tell? And here's the thing. I get it. You got to create the narrative. You got to create the origin story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what she was trying to do was come onto the app, create a big splash. Mm-hmm. She has this team of people who like, you know, I think maybe don't fully understand how TikTok works different than things like Instagram, whatever. Right. So they're like, oh, do makeup videos. And she's like, okay, cool. We'll just pretend I know nothing about makeup. And then I'll cosplay being like, you know, middle-class or whatever. <laughs> and that's a Heather McDonald line. I want to quote that. Heather says that she cosplays she's middle hilarious. class. <laughs> Heather is hilarious. Oh my God. I saw her over the weekend. She was oh so my funny. God. Um, so she, and she's talk about a girl's girl. Yeah. She's, she's been a girl's, like a girl's, girl's girl. girl. Yeah. She's been a girl's girl. Yeah. Um, so long story short, it just it didn't feel authentic. And her whole thing is authenticity, right? Like right. if you look at someone like the countess, okay, you're not like <laughs> Oh my God, the thing about Countess Luann, and actually now I would argue that she is, yeah. is like, you would never be like, she was the most authentic one on Housewives, right? Right, like, right. But Bethany was supposed to be the She was our every girl. Cool, yeah. Right. She was our way in. Yes. You know, like our, I compare her to Kyle Richards, where it's like, she's just mm. our way in. Like I watched the show through Bethany's eyes. And so it does create like a huge following after that, because then it's like, you have all these people who are like, and you, I mean, I can't be the only one who thinks she's like our every girl, our, our way into the show. Like we're not the countess, like we're not Ramona, but I could see a bit of myself and Bethany. So it's like, she gets this following people are watching her, even when she like sells skinny girl. I mean, when I was in college, I only drink like skinny girl mixed drinks. I was like, I have to be fit, you know, obviously now I'm like, I'll have full fat wine. Thanks. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but she's just like always been very fascinating to me. Bethany has and how she interacts with her fans too Mm -hmm. has always been interesting. Um, and I feel like, and this is just my opinion, obviously, um, she grabs onto something and then makes it her thing. Like, oh, I put on makeup once and now I'm a makeup influencer. Like I made a mixed cocktail once and now I invented the margarita. And it's like, okay, a l- before you were born, people were putting lime and tequila. I don't know how to tell you this, sis, you know? Um, so it's always been like fascinating to watch and see where she's going and with the whole be strong movement. And like, you're seeing this and you're calling this out on your platform and being like, this is weird. Like, this is point A, this is point B, look how we got here. And it seems to me, who's been watching you on TikTok, very black and white. Like, I 
I don't feel like you're putting any kind of spin on anything or like you would have any sort of like agenda against Bethany, you know? So when I first saw your videos that you were like getting hit with cease and desist from her and like having to delete videos, I was like, what the heck? Like for what? <laughs> like, are we not in America with freedom of speech that you can't say like, this seems odd to me because if you can't say this seems odd to me or look at this and look at this and this is the conclusion I came to, what's the point of having a voice? Is that scary to you? It's like, terrifying. That idea. It's terrifying to me. And when, when it was happening to you and you were like removing your videos, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm, I'm not even a big creator. I'm like a small creator with my own podcast. And it's like, so should I be, you know, very, very scared about whatever I say to criticize someone like Bethany, when you put yourself, she puts herself out there as a public figure and I'm sorry, but if you're putting yourself out there, your brand's out there, you're putting yourself on the internet, you're putting yourself out there to be talked about, and you're actually giving everyone a permission to have an opinion about you. I mean, that's how I feel. Well, I thought it was really interesting, um, you know, what's going on with Kesha right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think you posted about it the other day. And mm -hmm. some of it has to do with the whole part of someone being a public figure, correct? Correct. Yeah. It's like, if you're a public figure, there's this presumption that people are like allowed to talk about you or allowed to say A and B. And if you're going to be a public figure and sue someone for defamation, you have to prove that the person who said whatever false statement it was about you knew it was false and did it anyway. And that's why when I was watching your TikToks, I'm like, no, because Meredith is coming with facts. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, I think blah, 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 blah. You're like, I read a scholarly article <laughs> that said this, you know? So I was just like, were you, I'm assuming you were just as shocked as I was receiving the letter. Well, I'll say this because I got a cease and desist before from Rachel Zoe. Mm -hmm. I think I wasn't as shocked. And with Bethany, um, I had been given a heads up that I might be getting, but I, that I would most likely be getting one from her. Yeah. So, and I think what I, what happened was, I think what happened was, do you remember when she was suing TikTok? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's suing well, everybody always. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is what I think she was doing. I think she wanted to blow up on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And so I think her thing was like, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to see TikTok and I'm going to win. And then people are going to think I'm like the hero of this app. Right. Yeah. And so what she wanted to do is she wanted to get anything negative about her off of the app. Mm -hmm. So she started because I am not the only creator in that time frame, and people can look it up to get a cease and desist from Bethany Frankel for yeah. talking about public information. Mm -hmm. What she was doing is, I think she was like, we got to clean this shit up before mm -hmm. I become the hero of this app. I'll be the woman who went after TikTok because people, you know, were making advertisements using my image, which people should not be doing, by the way. No, I, def yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't. But that's not what you were doing. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, for, so what I think she was doing is she was trying to clean up her image and then it just, I mean, 
to be fair, yeah, there are people who still absolutely adore Bethany Frankel and like her. Right. But there are a lot of people who I've talked to and I don't, I'm not terminally unique. I don't think I'm like some, you know, warrior who saved everything. People <laughs> have, so are. many people have, have told, no, you're sweet. Have <laughs> told me I liked her until she did what she did to you. That's exactly how I felt. Like, I was like, this is, like I said, the every, our every girl, the one who we get, like my eyes are, I'm watching a show through Bethany. I'm like, I'll try her products, this and that. And when she started coming after you and like other creators, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Why are you silencing everybody? Because when she was on the show, she was the exact opposite of like silent. So to silence in the words of Oprah was just like a little much for me. So this was your second one. It was my second one. Um, And my first one was from Rachel Zhao. And with Rachel Zhao, I started looking into her subscription box company. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has a subscription box that's called Curator. Mm -hmm. And it comes out four times a year. And it's pretty pricey. I think it's like 200 bucks a box. Mm -hmm. And someone like reached out to me and was like, hey, my, you know, my curator box has been like really crappy. And so I started going like on the Instagram page and reading Mm -hmm. the comments. And people were saying things like, I ordered a box and it hasn't come and it's been six months or you charge my card twice and I can't get in touch with customer service or, you know, and then meanwhile, Rachel was like part, like it, running around in a caftan on private planes. And you're kind of mm-hmm. like, huh, like this What's doesn't that? seem great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started making videos like, Hey, here's what people are saying on the Instagram page. And now here's like Rachel taking off in her private jet. Yeah. So I felt like it was something that could be talked about and mm-hmm. should be talked about. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I also started researching more of subscription boxes and how they work. And I started reading scholarly journal journals about the psychology of them and the business model of them and how it's just really, you know, not sustainable. Yeah. And like what they do is not all of them, but a lot of them, like they contract out with companies. So like, I'm going to give you an example and like, you know, I, I, I got to pick something. I'm going to pick coach yeah. coach. This mm-hmm. is not about you, but it's a hypothetical. Everyone chill. Right. Mm-hmm. Coach bags. They make a really nice purse, right? Mm-hmm. They will contract out with a subscription box company and say, we're going to make you 5,000 of these purses, mm-hmm. but they're not the quality of the coach bag that you go and get in the store. Right. They're the quality of the price point. So I also started finding like basically shell companies. So like you, you would go on the Rachel Zoe curator thing and there'd be like a cute necklace and you'd Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, it's cute necklace. I wonder what the company is. So you'd click on the thing and you'd find the company and you'd be like, huh, they only have like 70 Instagram followers. And like, they only have like four photos. Yeah. And seems like, right. And like, there's like no address anywhere. And they didn't even try. No, you'd go on the website and it would be like, everything was sold out. So you couldn't even buy anything. Yeah. So I started like showing how some of the places that she had things like didn't even, you know, whatever. Then I got a cease and desist from her. And some of the things they said that I said were defamation were, I said that the boxes were mostly junk. Okay. That's totally an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's not. I can say anything is junk. Anything is junk. Like I, I, 
I called stuff junk today that wasn't junk, but it's just like a turn of phrase. Like, so you might get sued, Lauren. I probably will, but you know what? I've my fucking, I passed the bar. So sue me, (laughs) sue me, bitch. I'll sue you back. (laughs) So in these cease and desist letters, because I've written them and sent them, but I've never been a recipient, you know? And so I know that there, it's a different tune when you're reading it as the person receiving it than as the person who wrote it. So these, I don't even want to call them celebrities anymore. These like big time influencers, I guess, is what I'll refer to Rachel and Bethany as they're coming at you with these cease and desist letters. And what are they saying? Like, you're not allowed to talk about me at all. With Bethany's, she said, uh, and I can show it to you if you'd like to see it. I would love to see it. So Meredith, we have your cease and desist pulled up. We do. Okay. Now, when this arrived to you via email, did were you terrified? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, a little bit. Because I was like, I'm going to click it and I don't know what it's going to say. And when I got a cease and desist from Rachel Zoe, it was very much like you did X, you said X, Y, Z, right? And it was like all kind of lined up. So I was like, okay, someone had told me that I might be getting a cease and desist and they told me why I might be getting it. Yeah. But I just didn't know like how she would be able, like, what could she say that would, that would, you know qualify me for getting one of these because I thought like at this point all right I kind of know how to word things and Mm -hmm. I kind of know like you know after you get one you kind of realize like okay this is how so I was like Eh. what the hell yeah okay because I'm going through this uh we have it up right now and I also pulled up all of the things that her attorney like accused you of doing so like Um, you know, the letter starts out and it comes like with its little hammer coming down on you. Like we represent Bethany and you did this and you did this and that and that. And then they tell you that your repeated unauthorized use of whatever Bethany's identification of herself is, is an egregious infringement on her rights, including without limitation. And this is when they say including without limitation, what they would sue you for, for doing something that you weren't ceasing and desisting, you know, to do. Yeah. So they're saying that you had violated in some way her rights of privacy, which I find interesting 
because she's a alleged celebrity. And also um, too, you know, when you when we talk about her rights of privacy, I have never shared, you know, exactly. beyond that she has a house in the Hamptons, which is a common fact. You know, I've never shared her address. I've never right. gone up to her somewhere. So what what would con- constitute rights of privacy, Lauren? It You would, I mean, have to like dox her. In my opinion, like you would have to dox her and be like, because also we have to remember that this isn't just like some lady you met at the grocery store. Like, This woman is on television. This woman is on multiple channels, not just Bravo. Like she's got her own show. She's going on Shark Tank. Like she's out and about putting herself out in the public. So there's a level of privacy that disappears when you do something like that. And do the courts view it that way? I mean, it always depends on however your judge is going to rule or whatever. But in my experience, yes, like- you have, you have your right to privacy and all that stuff. And like, I don't know, you just didn't do anything that would have violated that. Cause can you remind me what, is, what was your videos that triggered this? Because they don't tell you in this. Right. Yeah. So I was told by someone who had insider info that it was because I had made a video mm-hmm. that had showed Bethany's trademarks the things that she had trademarked um which i had found on the u.s trademarks website it's a public forum Uh and you can type in you know all different sorts of things and then you get the results and so i had found that she had trademarked it's a scam which is a phrase Uh that she was saying quite frequently Mm -hmm. before she had gotten onto tiktok and she had trademarked it in podcasts and t-shirts and all this different stuff and so what i speculated is her whole thing with repeating this phrase on TikTok again and again is to potentially lead to some type of business that she has been planning since before she even launched her TikTok account. That is obviously speculation, right? but it also is not in any way, in my opinion, breaking her privacy. No, because like you said, you got this on the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office website. Like, you and that anyone can go on there. I can go on there. Joe down the street can go on there. Like, and the point, by the way, of filing a trademark is to publicly claim this is mine. So, so other people, right, can't take it. Exactly. So it's like, if you're purposefully publicly claiming this is mine, you can't say, and you knowing that it's mine is a violation of my privacy. Like that's talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little crazy to me. Um, The other one that she, that they said you might be on the hook for would be, I'm going to just read them. Defamation per se. Hilarious. False advertising, deceptive trade practices, misappropriation of goodwill, intentional misrepresentation, tortious interference with business relations, and my favorite harassment. Why is that your favorite? Because did you even tag her or like, 
repeatedly oh, no. like dm her no. or like show no. up at her house yeah. no she's she's had me blocked since i said like one negative thing about her i yeah. had never tagged her i had never i mean have i ever dm'd her i don't know but if it was it was long before any of this but no i've never had any contact with her i never reached out to anyone who was connected to her yeah um, yeah because like harassment like kind of leads someone to believe that you're seeking them out and bothering them right to me I guess my question is like harassment isn't like you know what Lauren I'm gonna make another TikTok video about Paris Hilton right right harassment would be I'm gonna go to Paris Hilton's again house again and ring the doorbell like harassing someone isn't making TikTok videos about them on a public forum where you're just in your living room. That's like in a good way that, and then also maybe, you know, for some people in a bad way, that is not harassment because I guess my, my other question to you is like, when people send things like this, that accuse people of exercising what I would believe is my freedom of speech. And then saying that it is what they are doing is illegal and scaring them into silence, do you think we're losing something? That's such a good question. And now I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth because like as a person and, you know, and as a person who's like working in the law, it's like you, I want to protect everyone's rights to speak. And I think it's so important that like, if you have a a thing that you found out about a weird business, like you should say it because that's how we all protect each other. And, you know, it's like the gossip network thing where it's like, that's how you find out about things that are scammy and this and that. And then there's the part where I'm like, but if it is false, you shouldn't be saying things like that, you know? So it's like, I can, like, we had a client who was accused of like a horrific crime on Facebook. And then the person who accused him after she sued him and all this was like, actually, I know he never did that. And so it's like, okay, so that's a misappropriation of your like uh, right to freedom of speech and this and that Mm -hmm. you weren't doing that. You were. And the other thing is you mentioned that um, Bethany had blocked you. Yes. So long, in, long before. So in order to see any of your stuff, she would have had to seek it out. Yes. And yeah. that's coming to the problem. And that's not harassment. Like you can't show up and oh. be like, you're harassing me. It's like, no, 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 no. We're talking and you showed up. You know? Right. Like you, so, and then the defamation per se that they accused you of you know when you are a public figure and this goes for everybody not just bethany like there's a level of privacy that you lose and a level of protection against commentary that you lose and that's the cost of fame you know so if you have if you're suing someone your famous person like say i'm bethany and now i'm suing you i would have to prove that whatever it is that you said like you knew for certain that it was false and you just said it anyway, like to purposefully ruin my reputation or you have to be like, you didn't even care whether it was true or false. You were just like going talking out of my right. And that's so not what the case was. You researched. Yes. I researched. I fact checked. I 
you know, Mm -hmm. and I was not the only one who was making these, who was making these statements. And it's also impossible by the way that she wrote it to know exactly which things, although I do believe because of the insider intel that I was given that it was about the trademarks. Mm -hmm. And I think that they just kind of threw everything mm-hmm. into this cease and desist because they thought, let's just throw everything out there and accuse her of everything because that will scare her into silence. Yes. And like, they probably knew that I was smart enough to know that like, I hadn't harassed her. Right. But being accused of that is is pretty scary. Well, especially when you're accused of that and like by a celebrity and a giant like New York law firm is sending things to your email address and being like, stop, or we're going to sue you for this long string of stuff. It's like, I don't know. To me, I would feel like everything, like my power is taken away. Like now it's like, are you afraid to speak on this topic? Like you shouldn't be, but I would be. It's funny you say that because just today I was like working on some content and it was not really negative at all about a billionaire, even though I don't really believe in billionaires, (laughs) but it really wasn't negative, but it was about him to some degree. And I was like, Ooh, I got to be careful what I say. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate, I hate censoring Mm -hmm. myself like that, but I was like, if I upset him, I could, same thing could happen to me. And I mean, It probably would never happen because there's a reason that I've never gotten one of these from the Kardashians. Right. That's a great point. There's a reason why there's a reason why you get these from some people and you don't get them from some people, you know? Yes. It's interesting to me. And I think it's, I think you had mentioned before, like sort of a Streisand effect. Yes. Where it's like, okay, Sorry, but lady, now you're known as kind of the lady who sends cease and desist, Bethany. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that she still has a very loyal fan base to some degree, but I do know there are people who, because I wasn't the only one that got one, that this kind of opened their eyes to maybe things they had heard about her before or just sort of how she's become. Mm -hmm. Because like, to be honest with you, if you can do this, then Meghan Markle could do this to you, Bethany, because the things that she has said about Meghan Markle, you know, were not flattering or kind. Um, And, but it's the same thing. She has every right to express her opinion on Meghan Markle or share perhaps her experience of people Mm -hmm. who know her. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think that this situation, like to me, it did sort of really show her true colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say so. I also thought like, if she had just, if she sent this and then she had reached out and said, you know what, my team, you know, they were just like sending these out to people and they shouldn't have sent this to you. And I apologize. And I'm so sorry. I would have graciously accepted her apology mm-hmm. and she would have actually come out looking even better than she did before because it would have been like oh she made a mistake which like happens right. to all of us and she owned it and she apologized wow that's so cool but instead she like doubled down and you know I think thought that it would just scare me into submission and I think you know we've talked about this offline but the way that the letter ends oh, is yeah. so crazy to me 
Yeah. So maybe we take a look at it for a second. Yes. I, so let's, I want to read just a small part. Cause let's see. So basically they say that this entire letter is supposed to be a complete statement of how Bethany feels about this matter and that she's reserving all of her rights and remedies that are available to her. Okay, great. Duh. But then they go on by saying, this letter is a confidential legal communication and neither you nor any other individual is authorized to publish this letter in whole or in part absent our express written authorization in each instance. Okay, this is where it's like, Oh, I should finish the rest of it. As such, any distribution or disclosure or of any of the contents to anyone other than your attorney, which they're assuming you just like hired one in one day, because by the way, they give you a one day deadline to like shape up or ship out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they said, or other bona fide business people, like no one's silly, I guess, um, that it would be a violation of Bethany's rights. For you to have any sort of discussion on this. How is that? Did you sign a non-disclosure agreement with Bethany Frankel at some point? Lauren, I am proud to say that I have never signed a non-disclosure agreement with anyone in my life. So that also means I've never signed one with Bethany Frankel. Good for you. Okay. So you haven't promised. I would sign an NDA though, in case anybody like wants to hang out. <laughs> You're whatever. like, I'll hang out I, with you. I'll I would totally it. sign an NDA. <laughs> Full disclosure. Um, but yeah, like you don't really owe Bethany anything. I mean, think of it, think of it this way. If say you and I don't know each other and you made a video about me, or say we were friends and we're talking, and then you go and tell someone what we talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't get to sue you. Right. Like, this is not privileged information. No, like what's confidential? The only thing I can think of like is a violation of rights would be if you like, I don't know, like infringed on their copyright somehow, but still it's not really that copyrightable because it's like a legal thing, which should be in the public um, domain. And like, we're commenting on You mean on the it. letter itself the is letter copywritten? It could well, be, you could make an argument. Well, here's what's interesting to me. Disclosure. No, you're, Mm -hmm. you're the smart one here. Disclosure (laughs) to me would even be fall under telling someone about the letter. Yeah. Right. So that would mean like, that would mean I couldn't say, Hey, Lauren, you know, unless you were my counsel or my business representative, I couldn't say, Lauren, guess what? I got this letter. Right. Or basically you're saying I can't say it. And you're just deciding that this is a confidential piece of paper. And you have to follow the confidentiality because I said so. Right. Like that's a little, that's ridiculous. And I will also say when you say things in the lawyer letter, we'll just call it a lawyer letter. And you say things like, this is a willful violation of our client's rights. Well, my question is what rights? Like, tell me what I'm violating. Like if you're going to send a letter threatening someone for doing something, tell them what they're doing. Tell them how they're violating. No, we don't have that here at all. Do you think it is bad legal form to have those last few sentences in the letter? Because I didn't see anything like that when I got one from Rachel Zoe. Like, that's why this this end of this letter, like, blew me away. Yeah. This, 
it's funny that you said the end of this letter blew you away because the end of this letter to me is one of those things that like sometimes when you're writing letters on behalf of your client, they'll, you'll ask them to review it and then they'll review it and they'll be like, well, put this in there, put this in there, like make sure you put this. And even if it has like no really legal basis, we're like, and then you don't do this, you know, to me, this last paragraph is Bethany being like, tell her it's all confidential. You know, it seems like something the client asked for it to be put in because Mm -hmm. it just, unless it's just purely a scare tactic because, which it probably is, but it's not a very good one because if, even if you did bring this to like your attorney, I'm sure they would be like, okay. Like, do you have confidence? Did you sign an NDA? Did you sign an NDA? That would be my first question. Like, did you sign an NDA? No. Okay. What rights? Like. Literally the only right I can think of is a potential copyright thing of the actual physical of the letter, actual physical letter, but you would have to like fully publish it and like not have, and like sell it and like not make any commentary on it and be like, this is our letter and you can print it out and sign it and send it to your own friends. You know what I mean? But in that case, then should they have sent it to me in a form that can also be opened as a Google Doc? Did they? Yeah. Stop. This was a Google Doc? No, this was a PDF. But if you, but if I open it as a PDF, it gives me the option to open it as a Google Doc. That is, yeah, no, I would, she should have printed this out and scanned it back into the computer. I mean, come on. Right? I guess so. I mean. I just feel like it shouldn't be that editable, but. Yeah, that's what I think. And so I I'm with you. I think probably what happened was she was like, and I don't want her making a TikTok yeah. talking about getting this. So we got to get her to make sure she shuts up. Right. Because this like, will just make it go off and off and off. And guess what? Right. It did. You made your bed, Bethany. Sorry. Like you created, you created this. <laughs> you did. The and other thing. Oh, sorry. No, you go. I was going to also mention that something I find interesting about Bethany Frankel is that she has a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't yes. she talk about the housewives? Yes. So how is that different? Than uh, us one would argue her? that it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, you know, I don't know what your situation is, Lauren, but <laughs> have you ever been on the cover of Forbes magazine? I know, right? Like, shoot, I got to get to 30 under 30. I've missed the boat. <laughs> I'm over 30. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, there is no difference. Um, It's just that she's, it's one of those situations where like, she has more money than me. So she has mm-hmm. more power than me. And, you know, did I take the video down that I knew she wanted down? I did. I that took it nice down. Of you. Mm-hmm. It was nice of me because I really probably didn't have to do it. It was a courtesy. And have I made a video about her since then? You betcha. Have I heard yeah. anything since then? Nope. Did I take down anything else? Nope. Did I ever yeah. hear anything again? No. Yeah. I mean, she made some unhinged videos about me, most of which she deleted. Um, but like, no, I never heard anything from her legal team. I didn't respond to the letter in one business day as it demanded. One and business day. Come on. It's so ridiculous. And, and people will say to me, like, they'll say a couple things. They'll say, fight it. No, thank you. Yeah. Or they'll say, ignore it. And 
I like the middle road, which is like, you know what? Fine. I'll delete mm-hmm. the one video that you want down, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be completely silent on you. No. I, and you don't have to be completely silent. And the thing about fight it that I just want to like mention is when like, if someone tells you just fight the lawsuit, just do that, just do that. You would be going against like a bit, like a billionaire or multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And like, there are things money can buy and that's a good legal team. And she has like so much money to just give to them and be like, just litigate it. Just do more discovery. Just take her deposition. Just do this and drag it on and on and on. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, you would have to pay your attorney to meet the demands that her attorney puts forth. And that would I mean, I don't know your financial situation, but it would bleed me out of house and home if I was like having to spend tens of thousands of dollars a month on legal fees. A thousand percent. And that is why it is challenging, I think, for a lot of people to go up against Mm -hmm. uber wealthy people, whether it's me talking about Bethany Frankel or an Amazon employee trying to share their experience. Like, Mm -hmm. and so it's really important, I think, that people understand that it's not just this like really easy. You're going to be able to take down, you know, the, so I did the best that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a little bit and yeah. I met some really cool people along the way. Like you, Lauren. I'm so glad we met. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention about the defamation per se. Oh ac- yeah. Accusation. Yes. Is at the end of the day, the truth is a complete and total defense to defamation per se, defamation, not per se, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like any flavor of defamation. The truth is a hundred percent going to overcome that. And when you show up in your video with literal receipts from the trademark office, and you're commenting on very publicly open that she filed and signed and were like attested to their truthfulness. I mean, that's not defamation. No, it's not. Defamation. <laughs> However you slice it, it's just not. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But it's interesting because... 
when I made these videos about Rachel Zoe, which is the mm-hmm. other cease and desist that I've been through, mm-hmm. I screenshotted images and I showed those images mm-hmm. and said, you know, here's her Instagram or her company's Instagram page. And here are the comments on it, mm-hmm. you know, which were like, where's my product? How come you charge my card twice? Blah, blah, blah. They alleged that I had created those comments myself, that I had like basically Photoshopped them. Oh, well, that would have been very easy to overcome and like, you know, litigation, but wow. Yeah. That you would go through all the like pain of creating this entire scandal and like Photoshop Instagram comments onto Rachel Zoe's little box. Yes. These people have way too big of heads. I know way too big of heads. They, they must be humbled. It's like, there's that TikTok sound going around. That's like, you are an average everyday person. Yes. <laughs> Act like it. Like, yes. Like, why are they coming? Like Bethany Frankel over here trying to come after you for false advertising? Well, what product? <laughs> probably because I said that I thought her, you know, like ranch dressing probably wasn't that great. In my opinion, yeah. it probably tastes awful. Yeah. We're not going to try it. No, not anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) So when you get this letter, you take down the videos, but you're still out here. You're still making content. You're still like commenting on Bethany. Even you said she hasn't sent you anything since. Have you heard anything? Like, has she, you know, you can kind of hear the whisper networks like, oh, well, Bethany's like going to start suing blah 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 or how you said somebody else was like oh I'm gonna tip you off that maybe it could possibly be a trademark thing that she's coming at you for you know sometimes you get more information from the ethers do you think that Bethany will be continuing this iron fist of like threatening litigation or do you think that she'll be toning it down or do you even know I think that Bethany in a lot of ways has learned her lesson when it Mm -hmm. comes to this. I do think that it backfired for her. Yes. Does she still have tons of people who like her? Of course. But does she have people who are like, eh, no, thank you. Or just like, no, I don't really want to, you know, give money to somebody who, who acts like this, who is such a bully. Right. Right. So I don't think that she would go about it like this again. I also think that, you know, learn from the Kardashians who know Mm -hmm. that like, a little bit of noise of people who don't like you is fine and kind of balances everything out. If you look through Bethany's like comments and stuff, like you'll see it is just like all positive. I think she very much has her comments filtered, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think comments get deleted. Like people will tell me all the time that they leave comments and then they go back an hour later and it's gone. So so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because I don't really delete comments that often unless they're like and I don't unless they're like somebody bullying somebody else in my comments I'm like oh that's not nice like yeah like go away yeah (laughs) but um I so I do think that she realizes that Mm -hmm. and I also think that part of this is the fact that she was trying to sue TikTok right I don't know if you remember this yeah but what happened it didn't work out Okay. And so they were, what was she suing them for again? Using her name and likeness? Yes. 
So this was all around the exact same time. Okay. So I think she kind of had her, her attorneys on a power trip and she was mm-hmm. like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sue TikTok, mm-hmm. but before, and I'm going to be the, I'm going to come out as the hero. Cause she was like, I'm doing it. Like, it's not fair yeah. that like a company and you know what? I completely agree with her. It's not okay for a company to like screen record your video and then put it up like, as like, Oh, look, Bethany Frankel loves our you know, sweater. That's not okay. It really isn't. And I actually made a video when she was first complaining about this before she sent me cease and desist, where I was like, yeah, actually, I totally agree with that. Like, it's not okay. And I'm kind of jealous that she has the money to go up against it because it's happened to me before and it took so much work to get it taken down. But I think that what she thought was, she was like, listen, I'm going to come out as like the hero of TikTok on this platform. I've got a million followers. Now I'm going to sue the app, which like, honestly too, you wouldn't really sue the app. You should be like trying to have some type of dialogue with the company. And even still, I think it would be difficult to sue them for that. It would probably be like, well, did they just take it down? Like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, So Long story short, I think that when she, when her lawsuit with TikTok didn't work out, which as Mm -hmm. far as I know, it didn't because it was like, well, when you put content on there, it actually, and you probably know more about this than me, like then the content becomes like property of TikTok. Oh, okay. That's probably in their like user agreement. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or is that crazy? It's not crazy, but I haven't read their licensing agreement, so I'm not sure, but it's, it could make sense to me that they're like, Hey, if you use our product, like we reserve the right to use your content like that. I can kind of understand. Um, but like, I don't know, Bethany, I don't know. I just don't like Bethany. So it's like, I want to say the opposite of anything Bethany is, you know? Right. And you know, I don't think it is super fair, but I also think that, you know, that is the problem with these platforms Mm -hmm. to some degree is that you do lose a little bit of control, right? Like Instagram could close down tomorrow and your photos would all be gone. Everything's gone. gone. I mean, they could like TikTok can just literally take down your videos instantly. Like you do when you sign up for the app and you create your username and even just creating your username, like you do fill out, you don't fill it out, but you automatically agree to their terms and conditions. conditions. Yeah. And that's what I think came back with to her on this lawsuit was mm -hmm. that it was like, well, when you joined the platform, you agreed to X, Y, Z. So I think that because that didn't work out, she is switching really her focus in a lot. Like she's still on TikTok. She's still doing it, but she's switching her focus to YouTube. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, she has a YouTube channel now. And my God. I was watching, I actually don't watch a ton of her stuff, which I know like people who don't like me would be like, I bet you watch all the time, but I actually (laughs) did watch it because someone sent me it. And it was like, she has a video up where she's like screaming. And then it's like, the like tag is on it. It's like, I'm mad. And then it's like yelling at my housekeeper. And then like, it's a video of her like telling her housekeeper that she needs to like start dating. And then like for reasons I don't understand, she tells this like unhinged story about being at her, like walking to the wrong soccer field at her daughter's soccer game. It's kind of almost filmed like a very well curated reality show. You have to see, seeing is I have to believing. See yeah. So that's interesting because that to me sounds like super clickbaity. Yep. And it is. I, again, it's like that you have this woman who's like, don't talk about me. 
Don't talk yep. about me. Here's my YouTube video. Here's me being a person on the internet. It's like, but no one can say anything, but don't talk about me or I'm going to try to sue you. Kind of reminds me of someone. I know it reminds me of someone too. Were they our president before? They might've been. (laughs) Was it you who was telling me that about the study where they speak the same? Yes. There is a linguistic study that has been done by an academic. She's at Fordham. She's phenomenal. Um, and in, and it's the, the linguistics pattern sounds similar to the real housewives of New York city, but specifically Bethany Frankel. Yeah. And that's another thing to just remember. So is it linguistics or is it narcissism? Maybe both. Maybe they go together, (laughs) (laughs) but wow. I mean, I'm glad you haven't heard from her since this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I feel like if I've received this letter, because I've never received a cease and desist, I I feel like Regina George, I don't send them, I just get them. Like, I just send them, (laughs) I don't get them. (laughs) But it's like this, I would be racking my brain trying to figure out what defamatory posts are, when were they posted, what, which ones, like, I'm assuming by this point in time in your TikTok career, you must have had hundreds of videos up. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. So you're just supposed to know which one Mm -hmm. this is about and which sentence you said that Mm -hmm. pissed her off. And, um, it's things like this and these, these big powerful people telling you what you can and can't say that. I think we all just need to remember you are an average everyday person, you know, like we are all the same. We Mm -hmm. have all the same rights. And just Mm -hmm. because Bethany Frankel's bank account is way bigger than mine, doesn't mean that she has more of a say than you or I in anything. Now, if you did do something illegal or you did do something defamatory, like, I don't even know how you could defame her. Like, well, here's my question to you about her parenting or something which I never would do. Right. And in fact, I actually made a video where people were like, oh, you're so mean about her. This was before. And I said, I think she really loves her kid. I made yeah. a whole video where I said, I think she really loves her kid. You could tell it's like doors are. Yeah. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my, my question to you, my question to you is if I had really done all these things, defamation per se, which is like really bad defamation, right? Like that's yeah. like you killed someone. Yeah. Like, right. It's like a, a very serious, very serious interference with their character and reputation. Yeah. Why not? Not that I wish that happened. Why, if, if this was all true, you could have just sued me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A cease and desist, at least where I am in Minnesota you don't need to send a cease and desist in order to sue somebody. Like, it's not like step A, step B. Like, right. it's not where I am. Maybe in New York, I didn't take that bar, but I'm pretty sure in California it's not, and I know it's not here. But it's like, she could have just sued you. And this wouldn't have even been a thing. So I guess, like, sending a cease and desist would be, like, a good way to be like, let's try to preserve the peace like maybe if you're having a neighbor dispute 
Like, right. you know, stop using my trash can before I sue you, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's be a little amicable about it before we get into a full-blown litigation. Mm-hmm. But like this, she could have just sued you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. No, I mean, but I think she knew that she didn't have anything. So it would have, a judge probably would have gotten it and been like, I'm, you know, even though it would have still been a pain in the butt, yeah. would have thrown it out eventually, I think. Uh, well, the other thing is that you would have been the, say this lawsuit came to fruition. Yes. Hypothetically, she mm-hmm. sued you, took you to court. Because you would be the defendant, the lawsuit would have to be where you are. So right. it would have to be a California lawsuit. Yes. Well, we all pretty much are very well aware of the Kesha, Dr. Luke thing. Yes. And there's just a very important ruling in that case that said that Dr. Luke was a public figure. Now, right. that would make his defamation like hurdle higher. Higher, harder to prove. Harder right? to prove. Yep. Okay. Hardly anyone knows Dr. Luke, in my opinion. Yes. So if Dr. Luke in this area where you are is a public figure, Bethany Frankel sure as shit is a public figure. Right. So there's no doubt in my mind that she would have to jump that legal hurdle and she couldn't. Right. And wouldn't it be possible because of the way the California is that it would be anti-slap? You could file an anti-slap. Anti-slap is like so big and scary. Yes, you could, because it's like, they're silencing you. Right. Yeah. So, and so that's that would be thing. something I would have filed, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the other thing where it's like, you know, every attorney in their own state is licensed in their own state. You know, California and New York have different bar exams. California mm-hmm. has a complete different bar exam from the one that I passed in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I took that bar. It's so different. Like, you can't, you can't just be a licensed attorney in New York and practice in California. So she would mm-hmm. have to hire a new legal team, yep. do the whole rigmarole, which is another reason why it's like, this just is send the of, cease and desist, just send right? The like, and desist. exactly. And hope that it gets the job done. And the funny thing is, I wasn't really making that many videos about Bethany Frankel when she sent this to me. So it was like, and I actually was like, kind of feeling like I'm probably not going to talk about her that much anymore. So it was all kind of going away. (laughs) Well, that's the strike stand effect. Yes. Now she wants, she was like, we're going to nip it in the bud, but guess what? You just became way more popular and Meredith would have been done talking about you, but now we're on my show. (laughs) (laughs) right like good job (laughs) I mean you know I definitely learned a lot yeah um I do I think that she is a really good like kind-hearted person I don't do I think that she is like an evil person I don't um right I I actually think that she is like a like probably a deeply hurt person oh yeah needs to con if the need to control is like this and so you know, I hope that she gets the healing that she maybe needs. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a good way of putting it. I hope you do too, Bethany, if you're listening, which you might be actually. Yeah, <laughs> she might be. She's a big fan of you, Meredith. <laughs> she does. Kind of, I have this like secret theory that 
her assistant subscribes to my Patreon. So every time when I record them, like if I'm going to talk about her, like I'll be like, Hey, Bethany's assistant. And then (laughs) if I like the other day I was recording one and I was like, Hey, Bethany's assistant. I just want to let you know that I actually don't have her on the roster today to discuss. So (laughs) feel free to stop listening. (laughs) That is so funny. Oh my God. Schwartz said to Katie, Joe is going to send you a cease and desist. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, again, you are throwing this around. And I believe right. under the guise of defamation to which I said, Schwartz, have you seen my TikToks? Yeah. It kind of feels like, <laughs> you know what I mean though? Like you, yeah. so to, I guess my question to you is like, when you like, you can say anything as long as it's true, mm-hmm. but also like if in Katie's mind, Joe is spooky, Uh huh. is that true? To me, it's like, so yeah, it's so crazy. Cause like, this is a question of fact. Like usually you'd have a jury decide this and I feel like I'm only one person. So I'm like, what? So well, we're two people. I'll go get two 10 people. more people outside. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you have to really, let's look at the word. Like what does spooky mean? Does it mean that you're a ghost? Does it mean that you rub her wrong? Does it mean that you're kind of weird? Like, it's like, it's so ambiguous you know, that it's like, how do you prove someone spooky? I can, I don't consider it defamatory because it's like, I mean, you could call me spooky and like, how has my reputation been harmed? Like maybe I make less friends because they don't believe in ghosts, but like, that's it, you know? And the other thing is with Joe, I'm like, aren't you kind of a public figure? Cause you like went on TV. Right. And so to call someone who's a public figure spooky is probably okay. Right. I would say that's fine. And I would even, this is not legal advice, everyone, but I would even say if you called a regular old person, like your neighbor down the street, like spooky Kathleen, like you're not getting like, don't do it at work. Yeah. That's like an HR thing. (laughs) Ready? This is the definition from Oxford sinister or ghostly in a way that causes fear and unease well but like ghostly isn't really like that's so subjective because it would be like who believes in ghosts right who believes in ghosts are they real (laughs) honestly joe don't send katie a cease and desist because i kind of like i like katie and i don't want her to get one but like if someone else calls you spooky joe but but I guess my point is like, now we have people like Tom Schwartz, Mm -hmm. just throwing Throwing it out there. Like you're defaming her. And it's like, no, you're not like you. It has to be like a crazy false thing that like harms your reputation. And that like, you can prove is not true. How do you prove you're not spooky? I mean, come on. Can you prove you're not a ghost though? She's like, look, you can't poke me. She's like Casper. (laughs) Also too, like what a weird insult. You're like, here, let me make fun of my ex-husband's like kind of new girlfriend. Oh, she's an asshole. Oh, she's a bitch. She's spooky. That's like actually so good. That's too good. It's too thought out and good. And like, this whole season made me like Katie even more. Same. Yeah. Totally. Katie would, if Katie got a season that says she would make no, no bones about it. That no. girl would be like, you're done. Katie would respond. I feel like on black paper with white ink, like, fuck you, spooky bitch. Dear Sincerely. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Dear ghost. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God. But I think it's really, I definitely think I've learned a lot. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, now too, I've had people who have gotten cease and desists and they've reached yeah. out to me and I've been able to be a resource for them. So it's kind of like, I hate to say everything happens for a reason, but like it kind of, you know, it definitely, yeah. I definitely learned something Yeah, and it was worth the panic attack. That was so bad. I couldn't drive home from work for like oh, two hours. God, but- I can't, I can't even imagine. I would have the same thing. I would have the same. Do you know what attack. gave me the panic attack? It wasn't the actual letter. It was when she started making the videos in her bathroom yeah. that was like, uh-huh. if you want to take a shot at me, I was like, <laughs> No, I don't well, want to shot you. I mean, that was crazy of her. That was so, like, I have, That was, that's the textbook definition. Mm-hmm. And when I, so I like had this panic attack and then I was like, all right, I like sat at work for like two hours and I was like, I got to drive home. Like I got to get home. Yeah, you have And by to. the time I got home, the videos were down. So I was like, whew, okay, oh I can go God. like <laughs> throw up or something. Oh my God, <laughs> Meredith, that's horrible. What a brat. I'm so mad at her for doing that to you. But you know what? We got to meet because of it. I know. And I'm so glad we got to meet. Like, I'm, I just love you. And I love everything that you like say. And I want to encourage you to like, keep, you know, making these videos, keep putting your commentary out there because it really is important. And you know, you're doing important work when you're pissing people off. That's like what I've learned. And, you know, maybe it's who you piss off that matters. Like if, if you're saying that someone's doing something wrong and they get mad like this, you're to me, I kind of get a little thought in the back of my head, like something is going on there. That's weird. You know? Yeah. Like it's almost like doth protest too much. Doth protest too much. Exactly. So I hope that you do like keep going at it making oh these videos. like we ugh. are still going for it so Good. stay tuned I hope you make some about the submarine guys and like they're <laughs> not your genre but I can't stop thinking about them <laughs> you know what's oh so crazy God. I just saw that like LA has this like experience that you can do where you can like you know they've had like all these Titanic exhibitions but now they've like remade rooms in the Titanic you can go and like experience them like you know like the staircase and like the sitting room I don't I was like this is a lot cheaper than going to the bottom of the ocean yeah like I bet it's not like $250,000 no it isn't it probably didn't even cost that much to make but like also too like it's like there is definitely like a morbid fascination going on here I was thinking that too I was like okay do I feel bad people died yes but they were looky lose in a weird spot it's dark yes. down there and people are dead. Like, right. what are you like, doing? What you are you like doing? Go digging around the cemetery. No, get out of there. I, I agree with you. I think it's so weird. I, but I'm fascinated and I want to know more. <laughs> two um, things can be true. Two things can be true. So let us know where people can find you. I know you have a live show coming up. Can you plug it? I'm I want I'm ready to move to Boston to go watch it. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know I got to get my plugs in. So Please. my live show is July 26th in Boston, blocked and blessed with Emily Rose from It's Become a Whole Thing. It's an unhinged night of pop culture that is currently not sponsored by Food God, but <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> 
And then uh, you can find me on TikTok and on Instagram, yelling into the void at Meredith M. Lynch. Awesome. I'm so obsessed with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and like sharing all this with you, uh, with all of us and like opening up like your letter. I mean, that's vulnerable. So thank you so much for talking about it. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. Of course. I hope we can do it again sometime. Love it. Okay. Bye everybody. Allegedly Bravo podcast is hosted, produced, and researched by Lauren Peavy House. Allegedly Bravo is available anywhere you listen to podcasts and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without consent. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out. This podcast is made available by the lawyer or legal expert for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there's no attorney-client relationship between you and the podcast publisher. Allegedly Bravo podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. Got it?